0: Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com
1: You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It is another glorious day in Idaho, and... We are enjoying a spring this year for a change. It's uh, not a normal occurrence. We usually go from winter directly into summer and miss spring because we have an extremely huge rainy season. So this weird weather that everyone is having across the country has brought us a spring this year. So we are enjoying the sound of robins and sunshine. We do have mud up to our eyeballs, but I guess that's all part of it and we will take it. We're just thankful to be outside have an overabundance of goat's milk, which is awesome. It's being frozen so I can make goat's milk soap, which I will be um, sharing with you on a post on our website shortly. But I'm really excited today. I have another guest joining me. Um, As I had promised, we have lots of guests upcoming. and um, This is a dear friend of mine, which I got to travel to Utah with and uh, spend couple days with. We've been blogging together for a long time, and she is a wealth of information on a lot of subjects. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Katie Kautz, and you can find her at mamakautz.com. And as always, there will be links in the show notes so you can track her down and find all her information as well. But Katie, thanks so much for joining me today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: this will be fun. We've we spent how many hours in the car rapping about all kinds of different things (laughs) it was a long time
2: Uh, yeah it was i think 12 hours there 12 hours home so (laughs) we got to know each other pretty quickly (laughs)
0: yes we did yes we did and we had a very good time but um i thought i would allow you to just have a floor and share a little bit about yourself what you do how you got started and i know my audience will be uh certainly enjoying what you have to share
2: awesome thanks um I just wanted to say thanks real quick for having me. This is super exciting. Um, uh, I started blogging about almost nine years ago, actually, and I started out as on blogspot at crazyhomeschoolmama.blogspot.com. And I started out, obviously, as a homeschool blogger. And uh, over the years, I, I enjoyed, really enjoyed doing that, and I enjoyed sharing about the ins and outs of our days. Uh, the kids now. Um, I've got two that are in their early twenties, and my younger two are now in high school. So, over the years, they got kind of tired of having pictures taken and and <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, they're like, "Mom, no more pictures, no more blogging. Don't don't put us out there." So, my I kind of had to switch gears a little bit and switched over to uh, the preparedness homesteading essential oils just a couple of years ago. Okay,
0: cool, <laughs> cool. Now, in switching over. Um, was there other things that drove you to heading in that direction um, other than doing homeschooling besides the kids not liking the pictures?
2: (laughs) Right. Well, in the homeschool niche and and blogging, in the blogging world is very saturated, and you just really couldn't stand out. You didn't really have a voice. And it seemed like a natural progression when I started doing prepping as we started becoming preppers and doing the homestead thing. It was just a more natural progression to just start blogging about our lifestyle that way. Uh, we have lived in North Idaho for 12 years on five acres, but I really didn't even start doing uh, animals or any gardening or anything until about two years ago. Well, almost three years ago. So okay. it just was a natural progression to, to start sharing those passions as opposed to the homeschooling.
0: Great. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, a lot of my audience are people that are trying to figure out how to embrace this kind of lifestyle style homesteading prepping um for you since it was a progressive thing um what would you say were some of the things that helped you or led you in in, on this journey
2: so it really started uh our second son had come home, and I actually just did a podcast about this very thing. <laughs> Our second son had come home and had said, you know, you need to watch this show, and it was The Colony on Discovery Channel. Okay. And that was the very first time that my eyes kind of opened up, because up until that point, we had moved over from Seattle, and we, both my husband and I were born and raised in that area. So we were both very liberal-minded. Actually, I should say I was more so liberal than he was. He was a hunter, so um, he was more conservative than myself. But uh, just after watching that and kind of opening my eyes, like, well, what if that was to really happen? And I started doing research and started reading news articles that weren't mainstream CNN or MSNBC or any of that. And, boy, were my eyes just... It was amazing, the the changes that started happening. And, And, of course, when I started sharing with my husband, oh, we should start doing this, like buying rice and beans and we should store this and that. He thought I'd lost my mind (laughs) until until I said he could buy ammo and then he was on board. (laughs) 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 And so, and it was funny too, because up until that point, I was even anti-gun. He was a hunter and we have a gun cabinet, but I was... I, being uneducated, thought that if you dropped a, a round, you it would go off. I just, it was purely because I had no idea. I didn't, I had never been educated. I wasn't raised around guns. Okay. And so, um, so then I got my, I started to go shooting with him, and then I ended up getting my own gut. You know, so it just really progressed from one extreme to the other. Okay. So now I'm completely patriot-minded. Um, I Yeah, I'm just a, a complete... 360, oh, 180, I guess it would be. So, yeah, it's been great.
0: Well, and that's awesome. That's awesome because there's so many people, you know, that are afraid to embrace it or don't know how to go about it. And it's like you said, it's a progressive thing, you know, and, and it's something that I always try to encourage my audience is, you know, to take things one step at a time because if you go diving in, most chances are you're going to overwhelm yourself so it's not you're
2: totally going to get overwhelmed and you can't prepare for every scenario I learned that right away too it's like so yeah I, I learned that so early on and then you just have to decide what is it that you want to focus on and so for us it ended up being you know something like a snowstorm was something really practical uh something like an earthquake is something that would be practical to prep for. Um, an EMP, really far-fetched, and that's a whole nother, you know, mm-hmm. possible debate that could go on. But um, so we just really started focusing on just a few things that could possibly happen for our family and, and went from there.
0: Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Because that is, that is the key thing, is just taking it slow, doing one step at a time, starting with one thing and moving forward. Otherwise, it... The, to get overwhelmed, it just, it it stops you. It's no different than anything else. You know, even in your, you know, day-to-day chores at your house, if you try to do too many, you're going to get overwhelmed and not accomplish anything. So
2: same thing. Right. You accomplish nothing, and then you don't want to do anything. And so it just, it's just not effective. So that's, that's what's worked for us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And awesome, awesome advice. And I love it. Yes, we were, we were very well protected, all of us down in Utah, because, Um, she has her concealed carry. I was carrying and nothing Mm -hmm. was going to happen to the three of us while we were down there on our stay. How about it?
2: (laughs) Right, right. I know it's. It was great, because I'm like, if there's anybody that I want to travel to Utah on a car, a road trip with, it's going to be damp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was fun, though, and it definitely put a different mindset for us. Like, I mean, you travel, I guess, more with your husband um, on a more regular basis, but us bumpkins have been nestled in the woods for so long, and we go out once every two weeks, you know, and don't shoot right. often, so it's like... The, you know, we were we were making sure we were well covered on this trip.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, and I do. I when I travel because my husband travels a lot for work, so he has a go bag in his car, and and uh, when I go with him, we make sure that the kids know what our plan is, what our travel route is, and that we each have our our. Go bags too. So, if something were to happen and we were in Seattle or Portland, or or he travels to Missoula quite a bit, we would be able to get home. And and the kids know this is where mom and dad are, and this is how long it will take for them to get home. So, yeah,
0: awesome, awesome. Having a plan is huge, which is something that a lot of people lack. You know, they don't have a plan, even in the event of just you know, a tornado, or a hurricane, or right. snow, even, you know, that you're stuck for several days, and, you know, planning mm-hmm. those things is so, so huge, I mean, we, when we loaded into Katie's car, I took up half the back, because we had my sleeping bag, my dry bag, my, my rucksack, my, my suitcase with clothing for the conference, um, and, you know, having it made case of water. <laughs> yeah, a case of water, we had it, we had it covered, so, you know, you just, so no matter what you're doing, preparation is always key. And I love her site. I love Katie's site. She's got so much covered um, and and carries so much information on there. And I love the fact that you've started your podcast. Would you share the name of your podcast? Yes. Please.
2: Essential Preparedness with Mama Counts. So I kind of coined the term because I do essential oils. Yep. And I do the essential oils because of the preparedness. That was one of my, you know, knowledge is power, and so the essential oils are are something I have knowledge in my brain about, so I I try to really strive to share uh, that education with my readers. Um, I do use doTERRA, as do you, but I don't want to push that on people. I want them to make their own choices on on what oils they choose to use. I just feel in my heart it's super important for people to have this knowledge
0: agreed so agreed it's not the oil that they use as much as the knowledge because you know it, it's like with anything um knowledge is power but um mm-hmm. the essential oils um unlike say a, a water bottle for your for your go bag you know they're two completely different things the oils are something that require respect and knowledge on how to use them so um and yeah. i I love that about Katie. Katie and I have the same hearts. We are very passionate about what we share and why we share it and and our goal is to reach people with the knowledge more than anything else and I love that. I got to really see that in her when we got to spend time together more so than, than normal and and that 's just a message she sends all the time and and the oils are are really an important part of not only our day to day. But any situation
2: we'd come into. Correct. And I do use the oils every day and all day long. I use them in different areas of our lives, but it, it really is important to have those for if there is ever a time where there isn't a doctor or we don't have medical care like we have today. Right. I want to be able to have that as a backup. Yes.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And and she does she does classes also and and does posts on her Um, website as well on the educational aspect of it and um, that may be something that she and I might have to join forces with in the future sometime Uh, we'll have to talk about that later but I would love I love being able to get together and sharing the knowledge of the oils with people because so many people don't understand the benefits that it's not just uh, for in your soaps or in your lotions that um, you can cook with them you can Um, utilize them for such things as something as simple as a bee bite. um, Right. Ways of helping you sleep sound. And I have to laugh because I had the whole back of her truck filled with all my go gear. And she had a suitcase a suitcase by itself of all her oils so
2: (laughs) i I did i brought every one of my oils with (laughs) us.
0: and i brought these little i brought little sample things so i had my essentials but i was like oh yeah she's got my back she's got the whole (laughs) suitcase
2: yeah yeah (laughs) i I take those everywhere i go (laughs) now that's awesome it
0: is awesome. It is awesome, and it's amazing. And I'm sure the term has been coined in your house too. I've got something for that. That's what they all make fun of me for that one. Yeah, I've got an
2: oil for that. Yep, <laughs> I have that on my car actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. She does. I remember. <laughs> and she has a little bottle of <laughs> oil that she carries on her keychain. Also, I love it.
2: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: But seriously, though, I mean, we very cool. Once you start using oils, you find the benefits are just endless, and you find that you didn't realize how convenient and how important it was to have them with you all the time until you go without them because I've done that and every time I've been without them we've needed them so I just carry my sample right. vials with me wherever I go um, we've used them on our dog um, to calm him while we're traveling yep. and all kinds of things and and even you know utilize them with friends who were in need so it's amazing yeah the benefits of the oils and the extreme benefits in situations, like you said, when there is no doctors and there is no right. health care, you know, how we can simply care for ourselves. And my opinion is God put everything out there for us already at our fingertips. We just need to learn how to utilize them.
2: Yes, most definitely. And and another thing about that is you need to have, when you not only have the knowledge in your head, you need to get the, the hard books, like paper books or, you know, real live Holding your handbooks and not Kindles, or depending on Google for things, to to get your library built up so that uh, you have references too. So, because there is so much to learn about oil, so much information, and I don't do a whole lot about the science aspect of it. I have friends that are that that's all they do is they care about the science and how does this work. And I don't really care how it works as long as it works. And so the books book knowledge is really a good thing to have in your library.
0: Very true. Because
2: you can't always. Google might not always be there.
0: That is so, so true, and great advice. And the nice thing is, the books that I I imagine you have as well as I have, I have Modern Essentials, and what's really cool with that book is it has everything you need to know about the oil, but it also has a scientific part of it, so it covers both gamuts. Because I'm like you, the scientific part of it interests me, but it's not what I focus on. And, And my son would be, like, totally enthralled with the scientific side of it, you know, so...
2: Everybody's, yeah, chemistry definitely was not my thing.
0: Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But it it awes me to know that five oils can be used for the same thing. One may be better than the other, but you so you don't have one. You have one of the others. Um, the way the oils work in your system and how they travel and it's just it's really amazing and to know that you can help somebody with what you have on hand i mean we do a lot with herbs and uh tinctures and salves and and teas also but our, i'd be lost without uh-huh. my oils i'd so be lost without my oils
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: We are going to take a short, some words from our sponsors, and we will jump back on here and continue chatting with Katie because she's a wealth of information, and this is a lot of fun. So stay tuned. The new Pioneer magazine, taking the skills
1: and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. In addition to the new Pioneer magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one, or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance, trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crusts, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, Look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO, gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes, including their bulk sizes, perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter's not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org.
0: with Katie Kautz from com, and it's M A M A K A U T Z.com, and I love her little slogan iced coffee in hand.
2: Um, yes <laughs> you always na- have my coffee
0: <laughs> you will never find Katie no matter what hour of the day it is without a cup <laughs> of coffee in her hand because even in the morning when she rises she's got the old cup of coffee in her hand pitching it and she's ready to go out the door for the new one
2: <laughs> yes that's exactly I know it's, it's, a, it's a bad habit an addiction <laughs> I guess it would be I'm sure there's an oil for that too
0: <laughs> actually there's an herbal coffee for that but I know. Yes,
2: I have some of that. I haven't opened the package yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we had fun. And Utah was one of those states where we had to really search for the coffee shops, and they were excessively and extremely hard to find. But the rest of the travels, they weren't. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah. You know, I find that anywhere in the country that I go. I was just in North Carolina and South Carolina for a blog conference in October, and I had the same problem there. (laughs) Um, I think anything further east than Missoula, and I'm I'm kind of out of luck when it comes to what? coffee anywhere that isn't the west coast
0: well you will be you will be in luck if you go to pennsylvania because pennsylvania was built for coffee connoisseurs i was a coffee connoisseur in pennsylvania and then we moved out here and now i have my my cast iron arcade antique crank coffee my coffee bean grinder on the wall and i and we make our own and that's excellent kind of nestled in and gave up searching for coffee shops but (laughs) Pennsylvania will take care of you.
2: (laughs) That's awesome I think in a perfect world I would travel with my husband and review coffee shops on a blog (laughs) while he does his work (laughs) since I travel with him so much that's and that's my only goal is as long as there's a coffee shop nearby, we can stay any hotel you want to.
0: <laughs> and you have to understand that Katie would have like major smile lines be on her face because she would be sitting there in the coffee shop with this intense smile and just typing yeah. away with her coffee in hand and the straw and the yep. line yard. That's my happy place. <laughs> I can picture I
2: actually just last week, was, uh, we were in Kalispell, and I walked a mile and a half to the, co- the nearest coffee shop because I was avoiding one of those other kinds, the chain one. Yes. Yeah, I walked a mile and a half.
0: <laughs> I can picture it. I can so picture it. I will say, yeah. <laughs> this, I will say this though: there is something about coffee shops. So there's a real little quaint one in our town here, the closest town. And when I have to go in and do errands or. I've had a couple interviews where people wanted to interview me and the best way to do that was being where I had good cell connections. So I'd go into town and right. I'd do my interview down by the river and then I'd go sit in this coffee shop and I'd do my writing. And you just get in there and you get cozy. There's no distractions because the other people in the coffee shop aren't going to talk to you and you just Exactly. You it's the perfect
2: in. world. <laughs> you get in
0: the zone. I've written some of my best stuff in the coffee shops.
2: <laughs> yes. I had done that too in Kalispell until school got out, and all the kids after the high school got out came to the coffee shop, and I was like, in high school, that's not where I went to hang out, but yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what they do there.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, now things have changed. They're no longer hanging out yes. in the same places. So now, then it got excessively loud, and I'm sure it it was yes, crazy.
2: <laughs> it was too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so much for your peace.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But I do get why a lot of writers go to the coffee shops and sit and write because it is definitely a tranquil spot and you can kind of just zone and I've been in, I've been known to enjoy that too. But guess Katie, you yeah. ever want to you ever want to um Please Katie, just send her a a, a card for refillable card that she can get her coffee.
2: (laughs) I actually just added a button to my blog to buy me a coffee.
0: (laughs) Perfect. So when you get to Katie's site and you see all the wonderful information that she's sharing and you feel it's worthy, be sure to donate a coffee to Katie because she will so appreciate it. Yeah. So on your site, you share lots of things. Um, what, I do. What have been some of your biggest steps in preparing and moving forward as you've, uh, like you said, about getting your food, uh, getting your ammo? What have been some of your biggest, I don't want to say struggles, but your biggest achievements in, in preparing? What have, what have been the things that you've, you see stand out?
2: So I would say it's been a learning experience. Uh, we've done GOATS. And we did goats for about a year and a half and decided that goats weren't our thing. Okay. Uh, we raised pigs one year, and um, that actually was kind of fulfilling. We did That wasn't too bad. Um, chickens are my pride and joy. I will be that crazy chicken lady, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Um, and then just the essential oils really is where I think I probably do the most focus, and then food storage okay. would be another, another thing that I focus on. Um, Yeah, so the goats and the pigs didn't work out so well, but I really do like the chickens.
0: Nice, nice. Now, do you do chickens for meat or just for the eggs?
2: Uh, Just for the eggs and entertainment. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I get that. I have been known to take selfies, what they call uh, selfies, I think, farm selfies with my chickens. So I am that crazy chicken lady. If I ever had to butcher them, yes, I'd have no problem butchering them. But um, in the meantime, they, they do entertain me. And and we get eggs, so bonus.
0: Bonus, exactly. Oh, that's funny. We actually just started free-ranging ours this week. The mountain man put a uh, door on the side of our, our uh, run so that they could be out and about. And it's been pretty funny. I'm actually going to have to move my bees into the garden area because they're starting to venture over toward my beehives and... They'll end up eating my bees, so I've got to get them in the garden area. Oh,
2: yeah, that's not good. No,
0: No, but it is kind of funny. I do enjoy being able to see the animals roaming around here. It just makes it more homesteadish, if you will. But we've had to keep everything...
2: Yes, it's something about (laughs) looking out my window and seeing my chickens wandering freely. It just makes me happy.
0: (laughs) I totally get that because we've had to have everything, you know... Cooped up because we have wolves that have come in within a hundred yards of our house. So,
2: but oh, same, yeah.
0: But at the same time, this winter we've been getting two to six eggs a day, and we've got thirty chickens. So, it's not normal. Nice and. We'd like to get more. So. No, but to
2: continue having eggs through the winter is awesome.
0: Yeah, well, and we've once we opened up the coop, we're now getting eight eggs. We got eight eggs yesterday morning, so they're happy chickens. So it makes a difference, and
2: they are happy chickens. Now, be sure though that they don't start laying out, out in the... other places around yes. your house. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks. and that's what you call the egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you find a, a, a nest of like. 20 or 30 eggs, wondering, oh, and I thought you weren't laying. (laughs)
0: Right, right. We've had, our our friend had that happen to them, so we were, we've been considering that. I'm just, and they're staying fairly close to the coop, but um, the fact that we're getting all these eggs is definitely such a perk. So, and just, you know, it also lessens the cost of feed, you know, because they're out there foraging on their own and and won't be eating as much. So I like that. I would love to add ducks.
2: They still seem to think I need to feed them when I let them out every morning. They they <laughs> follow me like I'm the Tide Piper until I throw down some food.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Well, our chickens get our scraps. So, you know, that that oh, is yeah. never-ending with us eating. They'll always have some sort of scraps. So that, that right. keeps, keeps them happy also. And it amazed me, um, chickens are... Carnivores and and are looking for meat. You know, when we have when we butcher a deer, we put the carcass out there or the the ribs and stuff out there for them to feed off of. Right. It, I mean, they will clean them up in a heartbeat. It amazes me that they're like that. I didn't, you know, I've always yeah. pictured a chicken to be associated a chicken with grass. If that makes sense, <laughs>
2: right? And vegetables and yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But they actually lay better when they have protein like that. So. Just interesting, you know, interesting facts on the chickens. But, and we've got, right, and we've got goat's milk out the wazoo right now. We have our two mama goats that we are milking, and it's like incredible amounts of milk. I'm so excited. But
2: they are, I have a ton of frozen milk still. Do you? Nice. Because my, my kids wouldn't drink the milk. So I have a, almost a whole freezer full of frozen that I've made lotion with.
0: And, and her lotions are amazing. Do you sell those on your website?
2: Uh, I haven't started to yet. I'm still trying to hone in the uh, the recipe, but right. I, I have thought about doing that.
0: Well, I think you should. Her loti- I was gifted one of her lotions uh, down in Utah, and it is really, really nice. So I say definitely that needs to be added to your website, because not only did it smell okay. good, but it felt really good too. So
2: Yes, <laughs> and it's great. The goat milk is so amazing for dry skin. hmm
0: very, very, very. And I, I can't wait to start making my soap with it. Um, it's usually better to make your soaps with the frozen milk. So I've got, I've got like, gosh, I think 16 quarts of frozen right. milk already. And it's just it's incredible. But I, goats are tricky animals. They're smart. They're neat to watch. They are, they are, they are, they interact and they communicate with you. But they can be the most stubborn animals. I, We've had such a hard time getting one goat on the stand and the other one likes to kick when you milk so it's
2: it's yeah like, <laughs> yeah we had we had one girl that I just her and I did not get along very well and then it was just the commitment of having to be home you know and yeah. we have high schoolers and and they have sports and drama and drama meaning theater right. and so we just needed to not be tied down and then like like I said I like to travel and and yeah. the kids and I like to go with dad when he's out of town and we just had to we had to give something up so
0: Yeah. I get um, I get that. It was a good learning
2: experience and I'm glad to say that I tried it.
0: Yeah, cool. And I get that. We've discussed that a couple times because there's things we would like to do and and can't always do because of our animals cuz finding somebody to care for them right. is tricky and now that we have goats that need milk that even adds more trickiness to it, because you've got to find somebody who's willing to milk goats that don't want to cooperate. Correct.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So there are the pros and the cons to having animals. Did you guys do bacon with your your pigs and smoke your meats?
2: We did. We did get bacon. Um, The butcher was the one that did it, so I wasn't exactly too thrilled with how it turned out, but it was just nice to be able to say, oh, I know this pig lived a good life, and I know that... (laughs) You know, I was there when his life ended, and and it was just so. That's really why we raised our own pigs, is I just really liked knowing where it came from. That it was you know a humane a humane life, and we've done that. We just bought a half a beef from a friend of ours, and uh, so that's you know I'm I could go on for hours about. That too, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's nice that. to know where your food comes from. <laughs>
0: oh, big time, big time. Agreed. And that's that's how we feel about it too. We pretty much and I know your husband's a big hunter, you know, we live off of what we hunt. So we have elk and venison and yep. we're blessed with moose two years ago so
2: and that was an acquired taste i won't i won't lie i the idea of eating a deer that's (laughs) not where your food comes from your food comes from the grocery store yeah no it doesn't
0: (laughs) yeah it's not the
2: way it's supposed to come
0: (laughs) well and we like it because for one you don't have to pay to feed it all year long and yes and our tag prices in idaho are not very costly and it's Doesn't have any hormones. It doesn't have any garbage in it, and and it fills our freezer really nicely.
2: I would like to say that it's it's cost effective for us, but uh, my husband does do his week long elk hunting trip in the woods with his buddy, and um, <laughs> I, I don't. I've never ever tried to figure out the cost per pound of the elk <laughs> versus what it cost him to actually go out in the in the woods for a week. So right um, right. But, he enjoys it, and that's his, it's his thing, and, and yeah. he comes home refreshed, and he earns it. So
0: Yep, cool. Totally get that. Totally get that. We are looking forward to getting out this year as a family. Uh, up until now, we've had guests every hunting season, and we get out, but we don't get out as a family. We're either staggered, and we're taking other people out in different places, or we're going off by ourselves. So this year, we're looking to get out as a family and do it, so I'm looking very forward to that.
2: I would love that if I joined him.
0: <laughs> it is. today I might oh it's fun
2: <laughs> I still a it. little bit of Seattle in me I have to admit there's still a little bit of Seattle left in me and, and I just can't quite take that step <laughs> I get that but not because I'm anti-killing the animal I'm just anti-walking around in the woods when I could be sitting in a tree stand, and he likes to to hike it, so right. if you give me a tree stand, I'll go. <laughs> give me a book in the tree stand. <laughs> that sounds like fun.
0: <laughs> I get that. I grew up walking the woods, and that's just been my thing. So, and it just that's mm-hmm. my that's my center. That's where I find my peace is being outside. So, totally get that though. And you need a coffee in hand, so you'd need the stand with uh, a little exactly with a little uh, little heater, little stove with your uh, percolator. There you go. <laughs> or you're yep.
2: or you're or take my thermos. Of, <laughs> they do actually have a coffee pot that fits on your Coleman stove now. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: Nice. That's what I was trying to spit out with Coleman. Yes. Yeah. Your little Coleman stove. Yeah. I could see you with like a 50 gallon coffee thermos. <laughs> yes. It'd <laughs> <That'd>
2: be amazing.
0: <laughs> but we are running out of time. I figured I would just give you the floor to share anything that you have up and coming or maybe when, what days of the week your, um, your podcasts are or anything that you have up and coming that you'd like to share or any words of wisdom to my audience.
2: Uh, that's awesome. I do, uh, my podcasts are on Thursdays. They go live on the blog on Thursdays. Okay. Um, and Tuesday I usually blog something essential oil, uh, DIY frugal, that type of thing. So, and then Fridays we do have a blog hop, And I've just started doing Sunday posts are going to be like a book review because I read a lot of of books, whether they're preparedness related or post apocalyptic drama or or that kind of thing. So I've really started doing book reviews on on those days. So I'm up to, I think, four posts a week is, is what you can find. Awesome.
0: Very awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and, and sharing all this information. And I will have links to everything that you can find Katie in the show notes and um, link up with her, check out her podcast, and uh, learn from her. She's got a lot of information and uh, wealth of information on her site. But you guys, thanks all for following today. And until our next show, you guys take care and God bless.
1: You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at treyerwilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you.